0: Testing, testing, one, two, one, two, this is the Let's Do Sports Top 5 Roundup with your host, J.J. Rivera. How's it been? How's it doing? How you been? How's it going? Alright, alright, we'll be honest this week again, a little bit eh, with the stories, nothing too big has broken, nothing... You know, we can, we can sit here and talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, or we can talk about, I don't know, actual news in sports realistically, but it is what it is. Um, we're gonna just jump right in and we're gonna get to what I think is the biggest story in sports, at least right now. And that is the Damian Lillard trade to Milwaukee. I have the exact what everyone's getting. The Milwaukee Bucks get Dame Lillard. Excuse me. Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiden, and Tunami Kamara. Tumani Kamara go to the Blazers with a Bucks 2029 first round unprotected pick. And the Blazers can swap with Milwaukee in the 2028 2030 draft with no protections on those swaps on those pick swaps they are first round picks and the phoenix Suns as the third team that was able to get this done get yusuf nurkic grayson allen nasir little and keon johnson and then my last note about this is that the blazers are still looking to get rid of drew holiday so it doesn't look like drew holiday is a part of the trailblazers future plans but um, let's just, I'll just kind of throw off what I'm feeling. I like the trade for the Milwaukee Bucks, because now we live in a world where Damian Lillard plays with Giannis Antetokounmpo. That is, that's the world we live in right now, where two players like that play on the same team, and it still might not be enough to beat some other teams, but, uh, I think it's a great uh trade for the Bucks especially if they feel like they the window might start closing a little bit. Um it feels as though they they kind of stagnated after that NBA championship win. I think that was like 3 years ago now. So it, it, it's a good pickup. They need to, they needed a closer like Dame. Uh Giannis sometimes in the closing minutes is not the same player he was in the first we'll say the first thirty five minutes of an NBA game. Uh that's just, you know, how he plays and that's the type of person he is. So they needed someone like that with that type of presence in Damian Lillard, which I feel he brings just so many, so many things for that franchise. And I think they will be a player in the East again. They it's not that they weren't, but now I think that they're you know, they're in there. They're in there. And You know, we'll we'll, we'll start seeing these benches, these bench players, every time, every time these teams, now they're starting to, you know, because now the maxes are like 250 million and things like that. Every time, every time these players get this, these these bench players are going to start getting lower and lower and lower and lower. That's what it is. They're going to start getting less, lesser, lesser bench players because they have to pay so much up top. But it is what it is. The Blazers also get a decent pickup. Jeru Holiday, he's going to get traded. But DeAndre Ayton, I think, is a good pickup for them. Are they still a player? They are not a player anymore. They do have some good players on that team. And he he does help them in the sense that he's still young. Uh, Dame was really starting to kind of mess with that rebuild because he's just so much older than uh you know some of his co-stars like anthony simons and things of that nature so Aiden will help in that uh area of the team to money kamara he was just kind of thrown in there to you know like set, set the set the you know set the price ranges up uh make sure everyone can get traded the bucks picks the swaps and the picks those will be interesting because we don't know by what level these teams are going to be in by 2029, 2028 and 2030. Um so, you know, that would, it'll be interesting for sure. Um the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little and Keon Johnson. I think they got the best um support package in this trade. If they're looking to keep Nurkic, I think he brings what Aiden was bringing. No disrespect to Aiden, but I just don't think he has like a powerful presence. Does Nurk have less of a presence as? We might just. It, does Nurk have less of a presence as um Dame Lillard? I mean, what's his name? Deandre Aiden. Yes, but I think he, the drop off is only so much to where I don't think it's that much of a fall. Uh, Grayson Allen has, to me, is one of the best, uh, bench guys in the league. I think you always need someone like that, someone tough like that. You know, they'll call him dirty and he doesn't care. Uh, he just plays to win. And I think teams need people like that to, to win. Uh, so I think that's a good pickup. Nasir Little is a great piece to have and Keon Johnson who's still raw I think he is athletically one of the best players in that trade so hopefully um hopefully they, they I think every team got something obviously Damian Lillard he's older so we don't know how long they have with him that's the risk they the bucks get when they trade for someone like him but I think all in all everyone got a pretty decent package uh disappointing for drew holiday i feel as though he he played his part he was an all-star last season he played his part on that team and he still you know got traded and he's still not done getting traded you know what i mean so you know i feel i feel for him in that regard but hopefully he can find a team he's always he's always averages around 17 to 19 points and he's a good guy to have in the locker room so hopefully drew holiday can find uh his place in the nba our second story is Historia Número dos, Our second story is the North London Derby. The Spurs, the Tottenham Hotspurs versus Arsenal. Um, this was, first of all, this was just a great game in general, but, uh, we'll start with something that was interesting was, Arsenal decided to start Raya over Aaron Ramsdale, which I think that means uh Raya is the new number 1. I don't think I think Ramsdale has uh has peaked and I think Raya is now their guy at goal. Raya is now their guy at goal. Uh Human Son played up front. Interesting for him. Uh you know, he's usually on the wing, so now he's playing up front i hope i hope that's permanent especially how this game went uh we'll see let's see right here 13 shots apiece from both teams both teams had 13 shots that is crazy good and the possession splits were the spurs had 54% of the possession, and Arsenal had 46, so Spurs had a little bit more of the control in the game, but it felt at times that even though they had more possession, they weren't really in the driver's seat. We'll start with the goals. Christian Romero had an own goal in the 26th minute of the game. It was, uh I think, a miscommunication. Honestly, I think more. it wasn't really a miscommunication. It was more just he mishit it, which is so weird to say. But, I, yeah, he he just mishit the ball. I think he was just trying to launch it out of bounds, out of the field of play. But he ended up kicking it right into his net. And, you know, it is what it is. I felt bad for him for sure, but, you know, uh, what can you really do? And then in the 42nd minute, Human Son uh, scored a nice little cheeky, you know, Down the middle, to the left, to the right, I think. But yeah, uh, who was it? James Madison was able to get the ball into the uh, box. Got a little pass. And Human Son was able to put it into the bottom right corner. In the 54th minute, Christian Romero, again, with a mistake. I felt really bad for him because I felt as though both instances of his mistakes were more along the lines of, it could happen to anyone, and it just happened to be him both of those times. But yeah, Christian Mera accidentally hits a handball. That gives a penalty to uh, Bakayo Saka, takes the penalty, scores in the 54th minute. And Arsenal at that point are up 2-1. And not one minute later, Human Son scores another goal to in the 55th minute to make it 2-2 and then the game after that stayed a bit cagey no team was able to really get ahead of the other but it was a great game and it was a great performance the only thing that disappoints me from this performance of both teams is that now man city has the lead man city is the first on uh, the EPL table and English Premier League table they are first now and with them, it's just so yeah, you don't want them to get ahead. You don't want them to get ahead. When they're not ahead, that's fine. But when they get ahead, that's when they start creating this space, this space, and this space. And now we're gonna probably head to another season with them winning, which is uh, a a bit of a shame because I feel like now the uh, the Premier League has really just turned into Manchester wins, Manchester City wins. And who else gets in the top four for Champions League football, but it is what it is, uh but it was a great performance from both teams, and hopefully they both build from that, and maybe they can take the lead for Man City either either side, hopefully to college football news this is the third story we get we saw the dismantling of the Colorado buffs. It was sad. Colorado no longer has a perfect record. They were 3 and 0 and now they are 3 and 1 and they got trounced this game. They lost 42 to 6 to Oregon. It was a uh, it was expected. I expected it. I'm not going to lie. I expected them to lose this game. Um, you know, they lost they lost their best player. That's just as as easy as it gets. They lost their best player. And you can't run certain coverages with him. He plays on both sides. He plays defense and offense. And, you know, the issue is you can't run certain coverages. You can't run certain routes because he's not there. So, you know, Travis Hunter was really missed in this game. Uh, Bo Nix threw for 276 passing yards. Uh, three, he got three t- passing touchdowns and he threw one interception. Shadur only was able to get 159 passing yards and a one passing touchdown. It was, it was disappointing. Uh, you know, if, if anyone was going to help them win that game with Shadur. and, you know, it's hard, it's hard when that line, is just not what it needs to be to compete against the, the, the Oregon's, the USC's of the PAC 12. Yeah. It, it, it's it's disappointing. Uh, I know the head coach of the Oregon Ducks said something along the lines of uh, that Colorado was playing for clicks and his team was playing for wins. I think that's very jealous of him to say things like that. And realistically, when he says something like that, it's really just an oxymoron because it doesn't make sense. He's saying that for clicks. You know what I mean? He's saying they're playing for clicks from when he knows that the social media managers are in there taking the videos and things of that nature. So he's just saying that to say that. But yeah, Colorado just couldn't really get things going. Shader found found his receipt. He didn't throw a pick. So it's not that it was him. But, you know, it's hard when the level that you're playing against is just up here. And you have guys that have that dog, that have that spirit, that have that animal in them. But they just technically speaking abilities wise they're just not better than who they're playing against uh what was it oregon scored 13 in the fourth first 22 in the second and seven in the third and colorado only scored one touchdown in the fourth like i said it was a dismantling um you know oregon oregon looks good though oregon looks good do i do i think they'll you know be in the Contention for the playoffs. I don't think so because they're a pack twelve team. But you never know. You never know. So good for them, good for them. And hopefully they're able to build on that. And hopefully Colorado can rebound. I know they have USC next, so it's not gonna get any easier, but hopefully they can and we'll see what happens. Alright, and now in the fourth story of the week, we're going to talk about the Canelo and the Jamal, I think, Jermel Charlo fight, which is uh, going to happen this Saturday. Um, This has been a long time in the coming. The Charlos, both of them, both brothers, have said that, you know, Canelo has been avoiding them. Canelo scared of them. I don't really think that's the truth, but you know, to each their own. I think Canelo on the last five. Let's see what's up. Canelo has beat John Ryder, which was a pretty much showcase performance. uh Gennady Golovkin showcase performance, and then he lost to Bivol before the Golovkin three fight. But before the Bivol loss, he was looking unstoppable, beating Caleb Plant and Billy Joe Saunders in front of well, at least the Billy Joe Saunders fight was at AT&T Stadium. And, you know, he put on a great performance. He was able to get him out with the, uh, I think he cracked Billy Joe Saunders' orbital bone. And Billy Joe has not fought since. Charlo's last five opponents. He beat Castaño uh, by KO. and then he. But before that, he drew Castaño. He beat Rosario KO. He beat Tony Harrison by KO. He beat Coda by KO. Uh, I know this is not. This is basically his six before that, but he did lose to Tony Harrison um, before that uh, he avenged his loss. So uh, it's interesting. Both guys haven't had, I don't believe have had the best performances of late. I think Charlo especially has been able to get away with certain performances. We know how boxing goes. We're not going to get too into it, but I just believe that at the end of the day, I think Canelo will just out outfight him. Not outbox him, but he'll outfight him, he'll out dog him. And I see a Canelo unanimous decision with no drops, no drops, because I do believe Charlo is maybe a bit more technically skilled, but he isn't more he doesn't have more power. He doesn't have that thing to dig deep because if he could really dig deep then you know why did he lose to tony harrison who isn't highly regarded he is a former world champion i will give him that respect but tony harrison isn't up there with some of the boxing greats uh that canelo has fought against so i i see canelo alvarez unanimous decision and he'll beat charlo by about five four to five rounds I don't see it going any other way. I, I I just don't. But it it should be an interesting fight. Both of them, really good fighters. But I just boxers. But they're not. I I feel like though there's 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 levels to it. There's levels to it. And I think Canelo is just, you know, a step ahead and a level above. But good luck to both men. And in the last one, it's a bit more of a happy story but we have the houston dynamos winning the u.s open cup what a win by the houston dynamos they were able to win by two goals to one with a against a messily a messily (laughs) that's funny a messy less miami fc team uh you know it was it was it was disappointing as a Dynamo's fan. I I would have loved Messi to be out there and and we just try to beat the best team possible. But he wasn't out there on the field and you can only beat the players you have in front of you and the Houston Dynamo's were able to do that. This is the I think the Dynamo's first no, they won it back in 2018 and now they're winning it again this year. Um I I love it. I love it. This team has been really bad. <laughs> and they kind of rebuilt this team from the ground up. They got rid of a lot of players. They brought in a lot of new ones this year. And I feel as though this team is actually a team that Houston can be proud of. And hopefully there's more to come. A U.S. Open Cup is only so much. I think right now they're fourth in the West. So... Hopefully they just keep advancing and keep going and, and just get better. Cause the the whole point of uh all of these games is for these players to keep growing, keep evolving. I know we have some veterans like Hector Herrera and uh Kariskaya from Panama and you know I hope I hope we just keep getting better and maybe we can win a, a whole the actual MLS Cup. But for now, we'll have to settle for this US Open Cup, but great for this rebuild, great for this city, and great for all the players involved as they just keep leveling up. And yeah, that, that's the last, oh, well, before we get to that, it, it was actually pretty, it was actually pretty sad because Messi, after the game, because, because the cameras are always on Messi, right? Right. So the cameras will always be on him. There'll always be one camera, just the Messi camp, right? And there's just a camera at the end. And he's just looking at his team like, man, like, I gotta be out there. Like, no way. Like, these guys can't win a game if I'm not out there. I just thought it was so funny because you can just see, like, the thoughts in his head. Like, man, like, really? Like, wow. <laughs> But yeah, that, that, that's pretty jokes. It's pretty jokes. Hopefully, you know, he plays, uh, he plays the next game or more games to come. Cause you always want the spectators to, you know, pay. If they paid for Messi price tickets, you hope Messi plays, but hopefully that was a good reason for him missing this game. And yeah, that is the top five so far. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening and giving me either your morning, your afternoon, or your, uh, uh, night or your evening, I should say. And yeah, this has been the Let's Do Sports Top 5 Roundup. I'm the host, JJ Rivera. Hopefully you guys have a great rest of your day. See you later.